First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. I read a a piece in the Rome Sentinel from yesterday that I thought was really, really well explained everything very clearly um, in regards to why we use um, antibiotics, why antibiotics don't work on things like um, like the the coronavirus or virus in general, Mm. um, why overuse of antibiotics is a problem and what a vaccine is really doing. And it was put in, in, in terms that are easily understood. Even Joe Rogan could understand. Mm. Um, uh, and it was a professor at Utica College, the chair of the advisory committee for health professions, uh, Adam Pack. And Adam is on the line right now. Good morning. Good morning. And, and I do have to say that <clears throat> I thought this was concise and to the point and an easy read, and it explained everything perfectly. I, I hope my students agree with you that I'm easy to understand. Well, they better, or you just, you know, you have a way. To, you, can, you can punish them. <laughs> All right. So if you could, let's talk, let's start with the, uh, with the antibiotics and mm-hmm. the fact that it doesn't work on virus and, and overuse is a big problem. Uh, absolutely. Uh, when you use an antibiotic, what you're trying to do is you're, interfering with processes that living things have to do to work. And what you hope is that the antibiotic is interfering with something that some germ has to do that you don't have to do. So you can stop, for example, some bacteria have to build a cell wall to support their cell membrane. Right. And we don't do that as humans. So if you can find a drug that stops germs from making cell walls, that makes them sick, it weakens them, and it makes it way easier for you to get through that infection and, and kill all the germs. So the reality is what the antibiotic is doing is weakening the enemy, allowing the body to do a much better job at uh, finishing off the job. Absolutely. Uh, it kills a whole bunch of the germs, and the ones that are left are weakened, and our immune system has a much easier job of cleaning those up. Yeah. You know, I've heard, uh, that's a good analogy, but I've, I've actually heard with antibiotics, they kill everything, the good and the bad. Is that accurate? Well, different antibiotics are, work differently. Some antibiotics uh, work in a very broad spectrum. So you do have bacteria, for example, living in your stomach and your intestines that you do like to have there, and they perform important work. Sometimes one of the most important things they do is just live there and use up all the stuff that the bad germs would like to eat. Mm. So they're just sort of out-competing the bad guys. Yeah. And there are antibiotics that when you take them, you know, the bacteria in your gut, even if they're good bacteria, they're still bacteria. And if you take a drug that kills lots of bacteria, there is a chance that it will kill some of the good bacteria in your gut. And that can lead to some other problems. Which is why they tell you to, if you're on an antibiotic, to eat a lot of yogurt um, and things like that, right? Right. There are plenty of ways to try to get the good bacteria yeah. back in yeah. while you're flushing out the bad ones. So it's, it's interesting because I've been, uh, you know, over the years, uh, I've taken antibiotics. And sometimes mm-hmm. you, get, uh, you get one that's a 10-day supply. Another time it's a, it's it's maybe only five days, and they say this is a strong dosage. But uh, And I always just kind of thought there was one antibiotic and then different dosages in terms of strength. But what you're saying is there are several different types of antibiotics that accomplish different things. Uh, absolutely. There are 
lots and lots and lots of different kinds of antibiotics. The, the kinds of bacteria, particularly that cause infection, there are thousands of bacteria that can cause infection under the right circumstances, and some of them are very, very different from each other. Bacteria have been evolving separately. Some of them have been evolving separately as long as we have been evolving separately from bacteria. Mm. So bacteria, some of them are, you know, as different from each other as they are from us. I know that's kind of hard to imagine. Right, right. Well, and and, and therein lies the uh, the issue of uh, over-prescribing ba- uh, antibiotics, um, where, which gives the uh, potentially the bacteria the opportunity to figure out how to fight off the antibiotic. Right. Sometimes people go in uh, to their doctor, they have a problem, they want something, you know, they insist on being treated with something. Sometimes they go home with a prescription for an antibiotic without knowing for sure that it's going to work, and you have all the usual problems of killing good bacteria, you have the problem that especially if they take it and they start to feel better and they stop, what they've done is they've killed the most susceptible bacteria and left the really tough guys. Right. When the tough guys reproduce, now you're full of descendants of the tough guys, and the next time you want to try, uh, it's a lot harder to get rid of them. Um, as I said, uh, the way you describe this is analogy form uh Things that to, is, I think it's, it's easy for people to uh, to understand. Uh, I thought your your description of what a vaccine, what the vaccine, uh, especially this vaccine, is actually accomplishing. I thought this this description was really well done. Oh, thank you. So uh, explain, if you would, in in your terms, in layman's terms. What is, the, what is the vaccine doing, and why is it so important for people to get this vaccine? Well, uh, when you, one of the things you have to remember about our war against viruses is there have been viruses attacking cells probably for almost as long as there have been cells. Mm-hmm. So when we walk around on the street during the day, there are viruses that are attacking us all the time. There's lots of germs that are trying to attack us all the time, and viruses are no exception. And overall, of the time that we've been alive, and I mean all the way back through evolution, our bodies have been evolving ways to fight viruses. We're actually really, really good at fighting viruses. We do it all the time, and we right. do it really successfully. So what the vaccine does is it just kind of it gives us a little secret intel on ways to fight viruses before we're exposed to them. And they take a virus, they find a piece of a virus that is... Uh, uh, typical for a virus that we want to fight, they do us that our immune Your phone is breaking up just at this point here. Um, maybe you can do whatever you were doing before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it was working. Jumping jacks while you're on yes. the phone. Come on. All right, okay. Take four steps backward. Let's try it again. Okay. Sorry. Yep. Um, so... We're really, really good at fighting viruses already. If we weren't, we wouldn't be here. Right, Our right. bodies have this fantastic immune system that does a great job of fighting viruses every day. You're exposed to viruses every day, and you, know, you fight most of them off you never even notice. So what the vaccine does is it just kind of gives us a little bit of secret intel, a little um, you know, intelligence from the enemy, if you will, 
on how to fight that virus. Our immune system fights viruses by figuring out how they look, you know, at the microscopic level and sticking to them in ways that make them harmless. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of different places you can make a virus harmless. If you think about like an enemy tank rolling in through your town, if you can get something stuck in the treads of the tank so that the tank can't roll, you know, you did your job. Right. If you get something that sticks in the end of the cannon so the cannon can't fire, you did your job. If you do something that, you know, gets in the gas tank and makes the engine stall, you did your job. It doesn't really matter which of those you do. If you've managed to stick something to that tank that makes it useless, then you've accomplished your task and the the tank can't fight you anymore. Right, right. So there are lots of different ways to stick to viruses. And what the vaccine does is they take one of those likely pieces to attack, like the cannon from the tank in my Mm -hmm. example, and they present it to your body in a way that says, hey, here's a foreign invader. You better figure out how to fight this. Now, it's not a whole tank, so you're in no danger, and you have your t- plenty of time to figure out how to, you know, jam the cannon, right, if right. you will. And then later on, when the virus arrives, you walk into Walmart, somebody's not wearing a mask, they sneeze on you, and you've got viruses all over you. You already know how to jam those cannons, and when they're, you know, the little viral tanks start cruising through your bloodstream, you already have a leg up. You know how to jam their cannons. You jam their cannons. Tanks don't work. And, you know, you may never develop any symptoms at all and never yeah. get sick. And your body basically has been trained and recognizes the virus and knows how to react to it. Therefore, um, uh, it, it defeats the virus. And ultimately, if enough, enough people are vaccinated and the, devi- the virus is defeated enough, it ends up being eradicated. Absolutely. Viruses are not alive. They're really just little packets of instructions on how to make viruses that infect us and our cells make more viruses. If you can prevent people from getting infected, they're not, you know, viruses can't go live in the woods and wait to come out and infect people later on. If people aren't infected, there are no viruses. You know, if you don't know anyone that's ever had smallpox or polio, those are examples of places where we've eradicated enough of the virus it couldn't spread anymore and now it's basically extinct uh, but that was because a lot of people got their uh, vaccines back in those days and, and, and it inter- does take- interestingly when people when when people decide for instance like um uh the measles uh there mm-hmm. becomes a facebook uh, post that of course people look at and say wow this is better information than my doctor could ever give me, or science. Uh, I get all my information from Facebook, and they decide no longer to take the measles vaccine. Mm-hmm. You have a larger population not taking the vaccine. The the virus kicks back up again, and it becomes a, a threat. And in some cases, some people will not be able to fight that off. Did that? Am I anywhere close? Yeah. No. You're you're absolutely right. One of the reasons it's important for people to get vaccinated is there are people who can't be vaccinated. You know, they have various problems that make the vaccine not work for them. And if I don't get vaccinated and I get sick and I give them the virus, you know, they can get sick and they can die. Whereas if I had been vaccinated, I'm not going to get the virus and I'm not going to spread it to them. And now we both live. Uh, In your uh, estimation, this is a safe vaccine. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the importance of, uh, as Joe Rogan said, well, why would kids, you know, why would an 18-year-old, healthy 18-year-old get it? Um, it, It's important for that healthy 18-year-old to get the vaccine. 
Absolutely. The healthy 18-year-old could go out and get this virus. The virus could start to reproduce in their body. Now, it does get some teenagers very, very sick. Mm -hmm. Chances are pretty good they won't get very, very sick, but some do. But now that 18-year-old goes around and spreads it to 10 more people who didn't get the vaccine, and they spread it to 10 more people that don't have the vaccine, and all of a sudden you have 100 people that are carrying this virus. Sooner or later, it's going to get to somebody yep, with yep. COPD or asthma, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, i.e. So, the uh, the the Whitesboro dance disaster that occurred a couple of weeks ago. You know, eighteen mm-hmm. of the twenty-one people that tested positive were were kids, uh, mm-hmm. so it definitely can happen. I just felt that uh, your piece, Adam, was. Um, you know, maybe it's because I spend my my nights on the weekend watching the History Channel and hearing things <laughs> like warlike is uh, very easy for me to understand. But uh, I loved it, and I think it's great for people that are that are questioning this thing. I think you you laid it out really well. Great. I hope everybody reads it. All right, uh, it's available in the uh, the Rome Sentinel. You can search for it. Adam Pack, thank you so much. We'll do this again. Awesome. Thank you very much. You know, it's, uh, it's like my College, son's, by but... the way, he's a professor and the chair of the advisory committee for the health professions at uc my son's been saying this you know and it's it's the simple it's the superheroes and the bad guys that's right and uh, we right. gotta he, go beat the bad guys adam could have done it that way could have been uh, the same thing but the yeah no guys. it's it, it it makes sense and uh seriously please get the vaccine unless there's some medical reason you can't or your your doctor tells you you shouldn't or you should avoid it which i can't i don't know of that situation just just please get it and we can we can put this crap behind us Hopefully once and for all.